broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studio. This is The Hango Show. Good. Hey everybody, this is uh, Hango again, and welcome to the second episode of the Hango Show. They said it couldn't be done, but here we are yet again for number two. Tonight, my guest is a really good friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other, God, for years now. 20 years? Been a while. Been a long time. Yep. Um, this is my friend Jut. Uh, we met working together when I was in college in 2002 or three, I guess. Yeah. I think I just turned like 52. (laughs) I found the one person older than me. Um, that here owns a vape shop in our town. Uh, and I wanted to have him on here, uh, because over the last guy, how long has your shop been open? Uh, just over five years. Yeah. So like right after you opened, they started with their bullshit. I mean, it was like almost spot on. Yeah. Uh, the they, FDA. They really, go ahead. Uh, they, yeah. 2015, uh, we were only open two and a half months in 2015. We opened in October. Um, but 2016 uh, was when it, when they really, really started aiming for vape shops, vape manufacturers, liquid companies, all that. Um, and it's, it's just snowballed for, for years now. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been interesting to see what happens behind closed doors. Um, for sure. As far as the legal issues, r- regulations from the FDA, um, misinformation is the absolute worst. Uh, and getting reaching people is the hard part. Yeah, I, I mean, it was. I mean, <clears throat> as soon as you start open that shop, it was like, you know, we'll start regulating how old you can be to come in the shop, you know, and 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 they had because when you first started, you would do uh, juice samples. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the sample bar up there; people could taste different flavors. Because even me being a smoker, being a smoker for fifteen years. Uh, when I wanted to get into vaping, you know, which every smoker says, well, it don't taste like a regular cigarette. I'm like, well, yeah, because you're not inhaling a combusted plant. Right. You know, so it's not going to taste like ash. Um, and that was a big hurdle for me to actually put cigarettes down and, and go to vaping because I love smoking. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It wasn't something I wanted to stop doing. Uh, but, you know, you know, my grandfather, you know, have and he, he thought the world of all y'all. Uh, when you're sitting next to your grandfather and he's, you know, suffocating on the own flu, all his own fluids in his lungs with lung cancer, he tells you, please stop smoking. You kind of want to quit smoking real quick. Right. Um, but anyway, back to the, the, the they cut out um, the tasting, but they, they had regulations before they cut off the the juice flavor bars too yeah what was what was the first shot across the bow uh from the fda and the government toward vaping well it was there was a lot um because 2016 was the year they deemed all vaping products tobacco products 
so they we got lumped in with you know all these big tobacco companies that had they already had pre existing laws for, and with no studies done on basically really with no studies done on the U.S. side as far as uh, safety and you know quality um, in place, um, they just lumped us in. Um, so you said no U.S. studies. Now there was a study from. Uh, was it a college in England? The Royal College of Physicians. And what did they say? They said, uh, s- summarized, um, they found that vaping was at least 95% less harmful than combustible cigarettes. Okay, and that study came out before they passed the FDA, FDA regulations to lump y'all in with all the tobacco companies, right? Or close to it? I'm not sure. I can't remember the exact year that I I want to say that study was 17 okay. 2017 maybe um I I'd have to go back and look at that because I'm not 100% sure um but, but there were no studies done stateside before they passed any kind of before they they decided to lump y'all in there were no studies of harmfulness not that I'm aware um they basically it has nicotine in it so it it has to be a tobacco product okay that's according to them. According to them. Right. Yeah. Uh, so y'all get lumped in. And so that was the, the first shot. Mm-hmm. What was the next step? What was the next? What, did they do anything after they already lumped y'all in? Did they do anything to separate y'all at all from cigarette companies? Were, were vape companies hit harder than cigarette companies after they already lumped you in? That makes sense. Did did they did they treat you as fairly as they would Philip Morris or R.J. Reynolds, or did they treat y'all worse, or were they not, not y'all, but the the vape companies themselves? Yeah, as as a whole, uh, no, uh, it was way worse uh, because there were states then that were starting to enact complete bans on vapor products in general. Um, some states went the route of uh, banning just uh, all vape, anything related to it, or uh, they were pushing for uh, no flavored e-liquid. Uh, so we were going to be left with either a tobacco flavor or menthol. Gotcha. Um, and the tobacco companies, of course, were just scot-free, you know, because of their... You know, tobacco's never going anywhere. Right. It makes way too much money. And that's a big deal um, because, you know, vape industry doesn't have that money. We don't have billions of dollars to throw at lobbyists and say, hey, um, make this happen. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was worse on us, um, I think, as a, as a whole uh, because of the, you know, unfair uh, – regulations that with no backing. So that's, you know, that's kind of where we still are. Uh, yeah. And I saw like a lot. No, you were telling me that like, you're like dude, they're, they're trying to make something happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't even federally at that point. At that point, I think it was Indiana passed just some asinine tax on vape products in general. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 25, 30%. I think it's something around it there. Was, it was, it was, a it lot. was high. Yeah. yeah. It was like, 
it was like recreational marijuana type style taxes. I mean, it, they, they put the screws to the vape industry there. Yeah. Okay. So they lump y'all in with tobacco. Y'all have got no one, uh, covering your ass as far as lobbying or anything goes. Now there are, uh, advocacy groups now, uh, for vapors. You want to put a couple of those out there? Uh, sure. MSVAA is a good one. Uh, CASA is another That's one. That's the one that I was thinking. That's of. yeah. They're they're the big one. Uh, there's several. Uh, VTA uh, Vapor Technology Association, um, and you know different states are going to have their own right their local own groups, uh, local groups. Um, and if you're in any of the, if you're in a state, find that group. If you're a vapor, join the group. Uh, they they keep you up to date on any laws coming down the pipe. Um, CASA kind of handles it on a, a, a more widespread uh, thing. Uh, okay, so they lump y'all in with tobacco companies and whatnot. Uh, there, what was their next step as far as uh, getting clearance from the devices, getting clearance from the juice companies? They had something where they were going to make them submit uh, for every individual product and every ing- every individual device from the the vape device makers, mm-hmm. how how did that boil down? What, what were they saying as far as submitting that stuff to the FDA? Uh, that that's the PMTA, uh, which basically, if if you wanted to keep manufacturing your e liquids, um, you had to send in a just a ton of information. Um, and they put a ridiculous price tag on that so that most of your small vapor businesses, your manufacturers can't, can't even afford to send in the application, uh, because there's no guarantee that they'll even look at it. They can sit on it, never look at it. You've sent your money to them. You've sent your product listings, all of your information really down to a molecular level on your, on your, uh, product and you still have no guarantee. They're even going to look at it. So let's say I start, uh, Hango's e-juice company mm-hmm. and I'm going to have, uh, a tobacco flavor, a menthol flavor and like a strawberry flavor. Okay. And I'm going to produce those with zero Nick level, three Nick level, six Nick level, 12. Say I, I, I make, you know, three flavors, with four different nick levels in each one. Mm-hmm. So do I do I have to submit for each juice or each juice and nick level? Or how, how did that break down? Um, any variation in uh, nicotine level or flavor or bottle size. Oh shit! So it's like, even like from a thirty mil to a sixty mil, they had to submit another one. It's a they consider that a completely different product. Holy shit! So any any variation in all in the skew they would have on the bottle or on the device, totally different skew. Totally, oh, so it's a whole another application then. Yeah, and another check, which vape companies didn't have. No, no. So once again, the government stepping in to stifle innovation in an emerging. <clears throat> Once again, the government stepped in to stifle innovation in an industry that is is, is even walking yet or still crawling. I mean, it was it was pretty brand new even then. Mm-hmm. Um, I would 
honestly, it, it's still crawling um, as, as far as innovation because, I mean, the sky's the limit on innovation. Is it crawling because it's just new, or is it crawling because the government broke its ankles? Uh, the, yeah, the ankles. The ankle, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we know, I mean, we've seen, you know, in the last 20 years, we've seen things change exponentially across all industries. But, you know, you have an emerging one come out and just to get shit on, you yep. know, so quickly. Um, and it's not just, I shouldn't say it's not just the government's fault. It is theirs. They went along with it. Yeah. But the, I, I think the vape industry is a perfect example of what happens when lobbyists and old money pay the government off to keep innovation from happening. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of money in tobacco in North Carolina and Virginia. I'm not I'm not talking about the farmers because tobacco does not is not grown like it used to be in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, so vape being where it is now, when did they? Since y'all were lumped in with the tobacco companies, is that why they had to cut had to make it 21 and over now for you to even come in the shop, or was that even or did y'all get hit with that before the tobacco companies did? Well, certain states had already enacted the 21 and over. Okay. Um, so they, it was left up to the states at one point. Um, but to try and curb youth vaping, um, it went national. But is youth vaping was, even really that big of a problem? Um, Any more than youth smoking or youth drinking? No. No. Um you think vape was used kind of as a scapegoat then or or the youth were used more as a scapegoat than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when they, when you don't have a fight, who who do you throw under the bus first? Children. You you throw the kids out, you know, because that's going to tug at people's heartstrings and get them. Oh, well the kids are doing it. It's, this is horrible. Uh, it's at epidemic proportions. Um, which is just, you know, are there, are there kids vaping? Yes. Um, how do you stop it? You're not going to, you know, with, with all, with social media, like it is anybody can start a sales group at any time, or you can do private buys behind the scenes. Nobody knows. Um, and that's really where all this, you know, the black market started for this stuff. And you know, there's bad players in every game there, you know, of course shops were selling to underage kids at some point it's going to happen. Um, but comparing actual brick and mortar vape shops to convenience stores, there was a huge difference in the amount of convenience stores hit with fines and legalities because of sales to minors than was even near what vape shops were doing. You know, we are, we were the first line of defense as far as brick and mortar shop owners to making that, you know, to not letting to that happen. The youth vape, you know, right. And well, do you think that was, from, I'm not speaking about a convenience store owners, but do you think for them it was just they're trying to get the money while they can, or do you think they just didn't know they couldn't sell it to youth? Oh, they absolutely know they can't sell to youth. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm no. trying to be the good it's, guy here. It's a, it's a money grab. Right. Um, and, well, I mean, there was a, 
there's examples of that everywhere, but no more so than, you know, kids going out on the weekend drinking with their friends. Um, you know, where are they getting that? Right. Somebody older, possibly, or even parents will come in and say, hey, my kid's underage, uh, but I'm letting them do it. They're doing the same thing with alcohol. Right. They're, you know. Wait, have you had uh, parents come into your shop and I've had explicitly tell try. you? <laughs> Uh, to to come into my shop and uh, and say hey uh, I don't mind if my kid does this and I was like eh great go buy it somewhere else get out <laughs> <laughs> go. Uh, it, that reminds me when I used to used to deal in firearms you know people would come in and say oh I'm gonna buy this for him and I'm like no you're not yeah, no because <laughs> I'm not going to a federal prison for facilitating a straw buy. Yeah. Right. Um, so where is, where's vaping now? As far as I remember when you, when they first passed all these, these laws and everything crack, you know, wanting them to submit the applications and pay the fees. You were telling me like, Hey, this, I came in looking for some juice one time from a local juice company. You're like, they're talking about they've, they've done. Yeah. They're, they're gone. They're gone. They, they yeah. shuddered, you know? Yeah. So a lot of them, I, I, a ton of them. Yeah. I'd find some kind of new juice. I'm like, but they're gone. They took the money and ran, you know, which, I mean, you can't blame them when you see the industry you're in falling apart. Yeah. Um, Cause they've got employees and families to feed too. Right. As time has went on, there has there been certain companies that have came to the top and had enough had enough swing to actually stick in there uh, to com- to have the money and the funds and the advocacy to combat these laws, or is everybody kind of still grasping at straws right now? Right now, I, I think a lot of people are still grasping at straws, uh, just because of the ridiculousness of the regulations that uh that 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 the FDA put out and also all the hurdles you have to jump over as that manufacturer to even get your product to them uh for for any kind of testing or application process um are there are there big enough players in the game to change laws no uh there are enough vapors in the United States to help push for changes in laws. You know, we hear a lot about single issue voters, whether it be abortion rights or, or, or marijuana or anything. There's a pretty big contingent of single issue vapors who, who have, who have said, you know, they'll, they'll go look at a politician. They'll say, well, where do you stand on vaping? And if they say, you know, I do it in my chambers, they don't care, you know, what else they really stand for. Yeah. I've seen it become more and more and more relevant now. Absolutely. Um, probably the best person that I can think of. You may be able to ask to an, answer more or add more, I should say. Uh, Grim Green on YouTube mm-hmm. does like a weekly update on all on what's going on with the FDA. Even if nothing is really going on, he reemphasizes everything that's been happening. Yeah. Um. So if you're if you're interested in advocacy or really wanting to see what's going on in the vape industry week to week. Go on YouTube, check out Grim Green. Uh, he does reviews of vape products. But more importantly, he is all about being in the middle of the fight. He's not a guy that just runs his mouth and says no, says nothing. 
he actually gets in there, does his thing. Uh, you and your wife went to D.C. Was it last winter? Has it been a year? Yeah. Yeah, like last winter for a uh, a uh, a rally up there. Yeah, the Vapors Rally. Right. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was... Uh, it was new. <laughs> um, you know, I myself had never done anything like that before. And honestly, just to see those, just to see those people come together and share stories, um, about how it honestly, how vaping changed their life. Um, it was, it was humbling, um, to see that and, uh, encouraging as a, as a business owner, uh, not just as a consumer myself, but it was a uh, it was a really cool thing to to witness, and and we and things changed. Um, I mean, we were on the verge of a you know a pretty serious vape ban uh, in the U.S. Um, on a national level, on a on a federal level, and you know I can't say that the that that one particular thing changed everything, but we had, our voices were heard. Um, and it went a long way because I mean, honestly, we were looking at an all out ban on, you know, flavored liquids, uh, not, you know, and possibly even worse, you know, possibly wiping out the entire industry. Did any politicians come to the, I never even asked you that. Did anybody show up like from Congress at all or anything like, are you going to be local in DC? Uh, there were a few, um, and I, I, I would absolutely botch the, the, uh, whatever they, wherever they worked at, you know, at that, gotcha. at that time. Uh, but yeah, there were, um, there were a few there. Um, and there was, you know, we had some national news, um, in the crowd as well. And local. Well, I, th- I think that's going to be a, a big thing that people, you know, vaping has become somewhat of a meme. You know, I think we can all agree with that. We get it, bro. You vape sure. and you know, vape nation, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, but for a lot of people, it has, it has possibly saved their life. You know, I mean, I know. Yeah. I can admit it now, man, where I used to, I was smoking, you know, two packs a day at, at one point, you know, sometimes smoking non-filters, um, you know, and you know, the wife used to always give me hell. You're like, you stop breathing in your sleep or God, you're snoring so bad, you know, or I wake myself up coughing. Mm-hmm. This made a huge difference for me. Yeah. You know, to be, cause there for a while I would smoke for a while and I'd vape for a while. I'd smoke for a while. I'd vape for a while, you know, kind of went back and forth. But now I haven't had, I mean, I've had. It's probably it's been over two years since I had an actual cigarette. Uh, before I started, the day I went to interview for my current job, I smoked one before I got ready that day because I didn't want to go in smelling like cigarettes. And I think that's the last cigarette I smoked. Um, and I've been there for over two years now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it, it. We know internet culture and vaping and everything, but for a lot of people, it's serious. Not not just you know, yeah, us people who, who choose to vape for health reasons over smoking. How has COVID affected your business as far as getting product and whatnot? Because we know a lot of, a lot of the device manufacturers are based in China. Right. And they were shut down for 
a while because mm-hmm. it hit because you've always told me like I'd come in looking for something. You're like, well, it's Chinese New Year, so you're going to be waiting for a little while because everything shuts down in the country during Chinese New Year. Yeah, double down on your orders yeah. uh, <laughs> during Chinese New Year or before. Get it before. And so this year, COVID shutdowns happened during Chinese New Year. <laughs> it was like right. a double whammy. So how has how has COVID affected your ability to get stuff from suppliers? Um, heavily. Um, because you know, we're a small shop, you know, and there's some big, there's some way larger shops out there that, you know, get a lot more product. They move a lot more product than we do. Um, so little guys like me, uh, are kind of left to sift through the ashes, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, when we're looking for product, um, not to say it's not available, um, just the, the sheer amount that other places bring in compared to what we bring in, you know, some shops order a hundred things at a time and I'm ordering five, 10, right. You know, depending on what device. Um, so it, uh, it slowed us down, uh, more so because everybody started buying everything online because they, oh, could, gotcha. they right. you know, they wouldn't get out or, you know, um, they didn't want to come to the shop. So they just said, well, I've been ordering my stuff online and I've heard that from several customers, um, which is fine. You know, if they don't want to, if they don't, if they don't want to risk going out, that's great. You know, stay home. Um, but we're there if you need us. Right. That's the kind of, you know, that's kind of how I looked at it. And, you know, but we, we took a really hard hit, um, 2020, uh, like everybody. It, uh, you know, there was no, there was no real buffer zone for us. We just kind of had to deal with the, you know, deal with what we could get when we could get it. And hopefully people came back. I, I, I text you one day like, Hey, do you have any of, if I was looking for coils or juice or something, I think it was juice. Cause you, you said, no, cause, but I've got a juice order that's two months late. And I said, <laughs> what the hell? And you're like, this, this stuff's been all over the U S trying to make it here. And then you said, I guess I can start selling dreams. <laughs> And I started crying, laughing over that. Start selling hopes and wishes. Start selling hope. All right. So is there anything that you want to plug before we go on the next thing as far as vaping goes? Where, um, people, where people can go to find out more information? Just, uh, yeah, once again, the, the advocacy groups. Uh, check, out, check out VTA. Uh, check out CASA. Uh, K, uh, C-A-S-A-A. Um, and M-S-V-A-A. Those would be some good places to start. Okay. Uh, something else I want. Do you see a lot of vape, before we get off the vape shop thing, do you see a lot of vape shops that are going from solely vape products to parlaying that into CBD or possibly into dispensaries in the future? Uh, well, the the switch to CBD or hybrid to CBD uh, has already has already you know already happened um, as far as like the like dispensary goes uh I really don't know how that you know if anybody's integrated that I'm sure they have in legal states um, but as far as you know the c b d side of it there's been a lot of of uh 
integration between vape shops and, and CBD. Well, are they going to more of a hybrid selling both or, or are they saying to hell with vape, we're going to go all CBD now? Uh, honestly, uh, that I don't know. Uh, I didn't know if you'd, if you'd seen anything. I am sure there are shop owners out there who are, who have said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. You know, it's, it's been, I've been fighting this five or 10 years. I'm just kind of over it. You know, we all started in, you know, from trying to help smokers not smoke. Right. And some vape, some shops still do that. And, uh, but when, when you start dropping, uh, clientele, uh, you're looking for something, you know, you're looking for something to fill that void and CBD kind of came in and just, it was like a wave. Uh, everybody jumped on that train. Uh, what pops told me the other day, they went to, went to town, they got over and there was a, a CBD, a CBD shop. They had a, it looked like a dispensary inside. Had all the flour laid out and everything. He about lost his mind. He's like, well, what, what the hell's going on over here? He <laughs> yeah. had to go in and check it out. Yeah, they, yeah, it was it was crazy. He sent me pictures of it. I'm like, holy shit, that's around here? He's like, yeah. 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 Uh, while we're speaking of CBD, I'm going to do our read from our sponsor tonight. Uh, this episode of The Hango Show is brought to you by Evils.com. Evils.com has premium CBD products sourced from American farmers for all your pain management needs. They have liquid CBD in a variety of dosage amounts, and my personal favorite, their CBD freeze gel. I have aches and pains from old sports injuries and just from everyday activities and work. But Ebel's freeze gel knocks them out cold. So visit Ebel's.com and use the discount code HANGO for 15% off your purchase. That's E-A-B-L-E-S dot com. Yeah, I got, I think, shoot, you might have been the person to turn me on to CBD too. I believe you may have been the one. I know you carried a few CBD products in your shop as yes. far as some, some, you don't carry flour yet, do you? Uh, I've got pre-rolls. Pre-rolls, yeah. yeah. And you have like the dog treats and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so now on to the next one. Let's talk about the big news today. If you're, if you're listening to this, it is January 6th, just for posterity's sake. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this will probably be released probably going to be released on Sunday or Monday. Probably Sun. I may release it a little earlier since it is such a time sensitive subject. Um, but yeah, today we had a, uh, <laughs> we had a, a bunch of, uh, a, a bunch of big boy LARP, LARPers try to take over um, <laughs> the congressional building. And, uh, it turned into an all out shit show. Uh, Apparently, there was one person shot, and she has now passed away. Yeah, I, I took a... Some of y'all will learn that I work night shifts, and I work seven days on, seven days off. And tonight is my tonight's my last night off before I go back on my, my rotation. So I tried to take a little nap this afternoon to kind of get back on my sleep schedule, and I woke up to all hell breaking loose, apparently. Uh, got a bunch of neck beards piled up in front of, in front of the Senate, waving their... Or Trump flags, like I said in the first episode, I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a anybody fan as far as Washington goes. There's very few people I trust up there. I mean, I can count them on one hand. I can name you know two or three: Thomas Massey and Justin Amash, are only guys, and even they're suspects sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it was just an absolute shit show today. 
um, because they were counting, I guess, the electoral college ballots, and they wouldn't even they wouldn't even counting them. This was a it's something they do every four years. It's supposed to be a whole pomp and circumstance, a traditional thing, you know. But no, they wanted to try to because these Trump folks think that uh, that he won apparently. And uh, I don't know if you saw this before you came over here, but <laughs> you see the video that Trump put out on on Twitter. No. Okay. Yeah, he got he had a chance. He had a chance to say, "Hey, everybody." It's over. Go home. But we know what Trump is like, and that's not the Trump way. He said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, hey, we won but it, in a landslide. We won in a landslide, but they're not going to let us win. So everybody go home. See, <laughs> he pretty much said, we're still right, but you can go home now. Um, a buddy of mine in D.C., shout out to Skull. He's going to be our uh, – Hango show White House correspondent, I guess. He lives like four blocks from 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 the Capitol building. He's like, oh my god! I started getting all these alerts on my phone to stay inside because they're in a, they're putting a curfew in at six. And uh, I was like, well, boots on the ground. What we do here at the show. We've already got we've already got people out and about. Um, so, what say you, Jut? What what say you about the the state of U.S. politics? Uh, Go I, ahead. I, honestly, I got nothing. Yeah, you do. Uh, Come on, We're I, having fun. I really don't. Um, I... <laughs> well, this is what gets me. These same people who are piled up in, in front of uh, of the Capitol building right now are the same ones who wear the "Come Take It." And don't tread on me stuff all the time, but they're trying to put a new monarchy into the system. They want Trump to be king. Uh, you know what I thought would be fun would be to to read some local uh, police reports. Uh, sure. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, this is from our, our, our local uh, our local paper. We're going to read some police reports right quick. And Jet's leaving the show. He just got up and left me in the lurch. Always going to get a beer. Welded Miller Lights. You know, I'm working on trying to get a sponsorship through Paps Blue Ribbon. I think we need to work on that. Tell them they can sponsor the show for like 12 cases a year. It's a case a month. That'll buy my loyalty. Sure. Shout out to Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh, if you want to send some 16 ounces down this way, email me at the Hango Show. Uh, it's just, uh, the Hango Show at gmail.com. I should know my own email address. All right, here we go. Yeah, get them across the line. We're uh, prohibition free now. Yeah. <laughs> we actually live in a, not even a wet county, a wet city. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so your local police reports an AT&T employee checking on a cellular tower uh, noticed that a lock had been cut on a battery generator case. Someone cut the wires. Broke some hardware, but the batteries were not stolen. He estimated the damage at nearly $5,000. That's no wonder AT&T sucks so bad around here. Let's see here. A woman said while she was at, uh, at a business on CDF Boulevard around 1.30 a.m., a male acquaintance called her a bitch, spat on her, and then punched her in the left cheek. She said she did not know why he assaulted her. 
Well, apparently she was being a bitch. I'm not saying that you should hit women, but no, you shouldn't hit women. We'll get demonetized. I'm demonetized. I'm making any money off this. I'm not kidding. A Kanye Road 14. Was that? Go ahead. I was going to say, still shouldn't happen. <laughs> still shouldn't happen. Uh, but COVID loves. <laughs> a County Road 1465 woman said her ex-husband had her arrested for domestic violence last April. She said while she was incarcerated, he stole her Bursa 380 pistol, her Harley-Davidson purse, and a JVC camcorder. He now refuses to return the items. Well, son of a bitch. Is JVC still a thing? <laughs> Is a camcorder still a thing? A County Road 817 man said someone stole a small metal safe from his bedroom. The safe contained a wedding ring, a social security card, bank checks, a hard drive, two safe deposit box keys. He thinks his stepsister could be involved. <sighs> Damn. A Wilson Street man heard a loud banging on his window and the sound of glass breaking around 5.30 a.m. He grabbed his shotgun and found where someone attempted to break into his house. <laughs> He fired one shot into the dark, a dark silhouette, but didn't know if he hit anymore. <laughs> oh, man. You should check your targets. Yeah. A, a man said he parked his truck. Uh, when he returned two days later, the left rear wheel had been stolen. <laughs> just, just the wheel. Oh, Jesus. A man said he parked his... Let's see here. Uh... A Ford employee said two black males took a car for a test drive, saying they would just go around the corner. An hour later, the men still hadn't returned a 2007 Lincoln Town car. It's a wide corner. A West Jackson Street man said as he was opening his front door around 11.30 a.m., he saw two black males kick in the back door. Apparently, they were in that Lincoln that from the Ford dealership, uh, damaging the door and frame. When the suspects saw the man, they took off running towards uh, Crabapple Drive. Boy. Uh, a woman said a co-worker took her smartphone and launched the cash app. The co-worker transferred $1,000 to herself on December 4th. The woman said she was unaware of the transaction when it happened. She only noticed it later when she got a statement. Let's see here. A man said he rented a room at the Quality Inn. He got into an argument with his girlfriend, and she threw a beverage in the room, causing unknown damages. He wanted to report. He wanted to report to document the incident. Well, a West Main liquor store said a female concealed a thirty-eight dollar bottle of Hennessy in her pants and walked out without paying. It's hard times. Come on, You're right? Oh man! An officer responding to a disturbance on Magnolia Drive found a naked woman sitting on the curb, December thirtieth, eight thirty p.m. The intoxicated woman said she got into an argument with her boyfriend, became frustrated, and took off all of her clothes. That fixes all the problems right there. She refused to offer any more details about the altercation. He was arrested and charged with public intoxication. Usually shuts me up. <laughs> Rip my pants off. Grease me up, woman. A man said an unknown black male helped him move into a room. And, you know, this is something I get a lot in these police reports. People just randomly picking up regular people, random people on the road, and then getting then calling the police when something bad happens. <laughs> I saw one uh, the other day where a guy had picked up two hitchhikers on the side of the road and went went to see somebody and just left the truck running with them sitting in it and said, don't steal my truck. And he went inside and he came back out. And guess what? 
his truck was gone. Yeah. And he, he called Imagine the police because he was afraid they were going to go back to his house because his house key was on the key ring when he left the truck running. All right. A man said an unknown black male helped him move into a hotel. He fell asleep with the door open and the, sus- and the suspect in the room. When he woke up, the suspect and his $40 were both gone. Well, it's your $40. Hide it better. You got 600 coming anyway. I mean, <laughs> Supposedly. What's, what's 40 bucks, you know? Okay, this is going to bring back some college memories for you. Waffle House. Is it, is it a coincidence that all of our the majority of our city police reports come from the Waffle House? Not surprising at all, honestly. No, that's, that's about par for the course. Yeah. Dead on. Waffle House employees said a possibly drunk man was stuttering, crying, and distracting both customers and workers at 2.30 p.m. Do some day drinking. Day drinking. The man urinated on himself while sitting in a corner booth. The man said he had two drinks. It's always two drinks. It's never, hey, I just had a beer or I had a case. It's always, I had two drinks. Two drinks. He had two drinks earlier in the day and had uh, trouble understanding conversation and could not remember his own name or date of birth. The man was uh, identified at the hospital by a hospital <laughs> by a hospital bracelet on his wrist. <laughs> I got my ID right here. Those twisted T's hit harder they when do. you at the Waffle Ooh. House. <laughs> okay, this will hit close to home for you. A woman said she was leaving Steele's Dive around 1.30 a.m. January 1st and noticed her friends on the ground fighting. A friend in the fight asked her to, to get his hat and phone. She picked up the items and was walking away when security tackled her, <laughs> taking her to the ground. <laughs> this is one of your usual haunts, right? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Judd here is, is an accomplished drummer and plays in a, in a very good band, uh, which I pitched in uh, – so West Sheffield and the Slow Burners. Yeah, West Sheffield and the Slow Burners. Check them out. Uh, yeah, and 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 Steel's Dive is one of their one of their usual uh, gigs they have. I've heard it gets crazy. Wasn't there one night there? You know, we're playing a whole lot of love when a fight broke out. Oh yeah, was that Steel's Dive or was it? That, was that that, some, yeah, it was. Yeah, people were getting slammed through tables and stuff, wasn't they? It, uh, I'm pretty sure at least one table took a. Took a beating. Uh, yeah, but it's it's not rare. <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't speak bad of Steel. Steel's no, great. They have no. great food. And one of the best sound systems as well. They, you know. All right. Let's see here. Uh, an Ollie's employee reported a black male in his 30s walking around the store, exposing his genitalia to female customers around 5 p.m., a review of security cameras showed a suspect leaving in a black four-door car. So look out. If you see a black four-door car out there, you're here local. Be careful. They get more than an eyeful, apparently. Well, I'm putting this one right here down to um, your necessity. A crosstown Walgreens employee said two females, two females left the store without paying for 10 boxes of Plan B a morning after concept, uh, contraceptive. When confronted, the woman said they had already paid, and then they they got into a car with a breast cancer awareness tag. And they, they, they needed that stuff, and they should be making more oh, of themselves. Mike, do you know the street value of Plan B? No, I have no idea. Oh, man. It's astronomical. Really? No. 
I, so I how would you know I, this? I, 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 need, I got questions now. Well, I, they may work for me. I'm just, <laughs> it's just side hustle. That's yeah. That's my that's my side gig. Come on down to Jets Vape and Contraceptive Emporium. <laughs> A Tudor Lane man said he opened the blinds on his rear window and saw a note that said, they're coming after you. After talking to neighbors, he learned one of the other residents got a similar note. He thinks a female he used to drive to the store is mad at him for stopping the practice. Well, they're not coming after her, apparently. Let's see here. An Ashley Lane woman said someone hacked her and her husband's cell phones. It's probably the hacker known as 4chan did that. Uh, emails were deleted, settings changed, and someone had access to her iCloud account. She said it had been going on for three weeks. She called Verizon and Apple and learned her phone had indeed been hacked. Got to the bottom of that one. Oh, man. They also wrinkled her Randy Travis poster. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Shit's vintage. All right, that's going to bring the end to the second episode of The Hango Show. Jut, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Good luck have you editing out all the us. Uh, you don't worry about <laughs> us here, man. I'm definitely not. We say uh, and, you know, like I said, in the first episode, this whole this whole show's a tangent. We don't. We're not going to take take stuff like us and coughs and stuff like that out. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, love your brother. Peace, love, and anarchy, guys. See you next time. Hey guys, thank you for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Uh, if you get a chance, head over to tripodbroadcasting.com. There you can see our whole list of shows. You can go by and check out Matt and Addison over at Give That Some Thought. Also see Rick and the boys at Barnhill Outdoors if you're into hunting and fishing. Also go over and check out Aaron's show, I Have the High Ground, a Star Wars podcast. You can find all those shows wherever you find your favorite podcast and also over at tripodbroadcasting.com. Thanks guys. See you next week. <laughs>